Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola. Joining us on the remote is Jason Cross. Hello. In studio with Leif Johnson. Hey. And the most important man in the room, Dan Masuoka, our video producer. Hello, hello. So he's the most important man in the room because he's checking out our Twitter and YouTube feeds for your feedback. So if you have any comments and questions about today's show, please let us know in those two forums. Dan's keeping an eye on those, and he'll chime in when you guys have something to say. So today's show is, we're going to try something a little different today. Switch it up a little bit. Yeah, we're switching it up a little bit. Uh, I'm copying a bit, or I I was inspired Uh, by a bit. Done on another podcast uh, by a man named Anthony Fantano. Fantano. He does a podcast called The Needle Drop. Uh, uh, he has a YouTube. He's a YouTube video mm-hmm. guy. He does something. Uh, the uh, Needle Drop. He does music reviews and music culture and things like that. Check it out. He has a segment on his uh, YouTube channel called Let's Argue. So basically what he does is he asks his users for hot takes. And I thought we'd try something like that. Thanks to Anthony Fantano for the inspiration. Thank so you. So you, you want to argue with Twitter followers, but then they're not there to be able to argue and back and right. defend themselves. It's I, 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 see how you, I see how you do it. Yeah, yes. Good strategy there. So, so what we did uh, late last week was we asked via Twitter. It's, this is all Twitter-driven. Uh, Sorry, Facebook. For your hot take. So if you had some, some hot take on Apple, you know, it could be about technology. We were kind of hoping it would be more about Apple. But if you had a thought about something that's happening in the Apple marketplace, uh, we, we asked for those, tweet them at us, and we, we would pick some of them and talk about them on the show today. So we picked three of them that we saw. And uh, I guess we'll just jump right into it. All right. So. So these are hot takes from our viewers. Here's hot the first take one. number one comes from um, Dave Enna, and his take is the iPhone is great tech, but not worth a thousand dollars or over a thousand dollars. Apple is ripe to be undercut by a competitor selling a great phone at half the price and still making a profit. He means so. he means the iPhone ten, I guess. Yes. Yes, the yeah. iPhone 10. Yes. That's what I'm being That. Right. Um, so, and, you know, I sort of agreed. I was thinking about this one a little more this morning before the show because I, I thought I had a, uh, a thought on it and had come to a decision. <laughs> and then this morning I was kind of like, wait a minute. Yeah. So, but anyways, well, his, what his, you, point is not, his point is not new in the sense that for years now, Apple has charged a premium and been very expensive. And there's right. been people out there saying their, their markup's too high. Other people make phones, quote, just as good that are less expensive. They said that and, in 2006. And seven and eight. And, yes. and every, 1994. Prices keep going up. <laughs> the iPhone 10 kind of puts a pin on it because it's the, first of all, $1,000, that nice round number everybody likes. But it's also the, they also raise the price more than they ever have in other years because they kind of gave us two generations in one year. Yes. Like they gave us right. the eight and eight plus, which were also a little more expensive than the intro price of the seven mm-hmm. and seven plus. But then they, on top of that had another tier mm-hmm. and that that's a thousand dollars and that's shocking. But then, you know, Samsung sends a th- sells a thousand dollar phone too, you know? So, uh, I mean, they're right, but also people do sell great phones for half the price and make a profit. And they're not selling iPhone-like numbers. So there's more to it than just that. And also going back, you know, like the iPhone 7 Plus, uh, if you got it with 256 uh, gigabytes, you know, that was 969. So th- this is, uh, you know, not something that's been like suddenly Apple sprung it on us. Uh, no, you know, th- there's been popular uh, Pixel XL, uh, Pixel 2 XL. If you get that for 120 gig- um, 20, 28 gigabytes, it's $949. It's not, you know, something that's just like out of the realm of possibility. I mean, you know, because we are talking about the starting version, but... Uh, wasn't the last Galaxy Note starting at a thousand dollars? I think it, it was. Was it nine forty nine or something? It was right up there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, and there's something to be said for you can't get an iPhone ten for less than a thousand dollars. Like that's it's thousand and more. Mm-hmm. 
but they also introed the eight and eight plus in the same year. And you may say those aren't worth $850 or something. That's, that's still too much. Mm -hmm. And this argument's been made every year Mm -hmm. and it's always kind of right. And it always kind of doesn't matter because Apple sells (laughs) a jillion phones. Uh, and there are, if really that bothers you, you can totally go out there and buy a really good Android phone for $600 or $500 and be super happy with your one plus six and okay. Right. Do that. Well, this <laughs> I don't think, into- I don't think Apple's going like, Oh, our brand new top <laughs> of the line phone really needs to be $500. Like the, the market is definitely not telling them that that needs to happen. Yeah. One of these things fits into a hot take that we will see later today. But, you know, another thing with the iPhone 10, you know, the, you know, TrueDef to me is really amazing. You know, other people had done like the face ID sensors and stuff, but they were basically just working with the camera and stuff. That, that's actual futuristic technology, in my opinion. And, uh, and, you know, and having, and then that really fits into Apple's innovation and stuff. It's not really a new product, but that's a really cool new feature. And, you know, to have that in there and, you know, we've talked about this before, and if you don't want to make that plunge, Apple safely made it where, you know, well, here's the old style this year, if that's a little bit too much for you. You know, you can go back to your Touch ID or something like that. That's it. They're kind of easing us into the waters with that. And so I'm okay with that. And, you know, if you're that type of person that likes that kind of cutting-edge stuff, and, of course, it, you know, the success of that depends on them being able to deliver on that promise. But, um you know, I, th- I think it's okay, and I think the sales have proven that it's okay. Yeah, yeah I, what I what I was saying before, I had formed an opinion, and it was pretty much what Jason was saying that Apple products have always been uh, priced at a premium, mm-hmm. so this sort of isn't new. But what I thought about this morning was uh, I had a recent co- this past weekend I was having a conversation with some folks, and we were talking about how, like for instance, I, and I know San Francisco is sort of an outlier. <laughs> And a, a different situation, but we were talking about how like the house I live in has a valuation of over a million dollars, and it's insane. Mm-hmm. The idea that my house in San Francisco is worth a million dollars, and if you went to my house, you'd be like, "This ain't worth a million dollars." Hell no, is this worth it? But it is for some reason. So and, you wait? You mean it's worth a thousand iPhone tens? It's worth a thousand iPhone tens. So you back up the truck. Yeah. Give me an thousand iPhone tens, and you can have my house. That so, doesn't sound like a lot when you say it like that. <laughs> but also, you know, like the idea, like when I go out to lunch nowadays, I can easily spend twenty bucks mm-hmm. on a sandwich, chips, and a drink. You know, that and, is a San Francisco thing. And that is, that's I know all, it's a yeah, San Francisco that's thing. That's the Soma thing, too, yeah. because right. the, <laughs> other parts of the city are not that bad. So, but I guess my point is that a dollar ain't worth what it used to be. Right, yes. Because, you know, we have, you know, mm, Apple was inflation. recently a trillion dollar company. We've got all these billion dollar companies now. So, I, I, and I, I, I don't know what this means because I'm no way a financial expert or know yes. anything about finance or things like that. But, you know, essentially the dollar isn't what it used to be. A thousand dollars isn't the same as a thousand dollars even five years ago. Yes. So, and that's one thing yeah, to keep in mind. Because you know, it's, it, it's not really inflation, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, they are going up much faster than inflation is yes. or yeah, the value of a dollar. But that, it that's, figures in That somehow. is true. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I formed this this morning thing, but you know, my money's not getting me what I used to get. Yes, yeah, and, and I don't know what that you know. Like I said, I know <laughs> nothing about. It's called get called getting older. <laughs> I know <laughs> that's the thing. You know, I was like, it's just, it's, I'm just getting complaining old. Complaining right? about because that's what you do when you get older. That's what you complain about everything's so expensive now. But the yes. idea yep. is the standard of living is just changed. Yeah. Yes. So and I think uh, to this person's point i mean i think what they maybe want to see is like you know it th- there are obviously much cheaper phones and many of them very good and yeah. he, he, he it seems to be implied that apple needs to be making great new phones that aren't so yes. expensive and there is probably some point there that that the iphone se is a little was sort of filled that wrong and it's it's pretty old and other than that, they're just selling kind of the old models at cheaper prices. Yeah. And there is something to be said for the idea that Apple would, in addition to having their eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollar phones, have a 
five or six hundred dollar model that is a new phone that is that has some news it, it's obviously not going to be as good they have to have some differentiation but you know whether that's an iphone se2 or maybe this new 6.1 inch we don't know what the price of that new iphone this year will be but there is something to be said for maybe apple needs to more regularly have a down market phone that's a new phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it kind of brings up that question of, you know, if it's if if the price is kind of outpacing inflation, right? Then at what point is it too expensive? And then, you know, at a certain point, yeah, they should definitely add in, you know, a lower price model that maybe loses some features but at least has like the best, you know, the modern processor. Yeah, right, right. I mean, Apple seemed to be kind of aware of that this year in that they kept on the the two-year-old version yes right they kept they kept selling the 6s and 6s plus Mm -hmm. which normally they would drop and just keep selling the sevens so but that's not a real solution it's not it's not the solution i think everybody wants Mm -hmm. you know i think everybody wants a, a equivalently priced kind of new new phone so what do you think is the the because i you you both bought the higher end one, right, with the larger storage. Mm-hmm. So that's already what, like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. So what do you think then is like you know if if two years from now, three years from now, it's a fifteen hundred dollar phone? Is that where is that too much? You know, it, it's stepping outside my own skin. It's that that may be too much for me at that point. And Apple will have to start seeing. Well, are we pricing ourselves to where people don't upgrade as often? Are we pricing to people where pricing it to where people don't switch you know they're they're obviously not having trouble selling iphones and the most expensive models are the ones selling the most yes which is contrary to everybody's assertion that they're too expensive so the market is telling them it's fine right (laughs) that's the thing the market is telling them you guys are pricing them your pricing approach is fine if Mm -hmm. anything there's a possibility that Hey, maybe we could even raise the price a little bit. Yeah. Yes. We haven't hit that ceiling. It doesn't feel like we hit that ceiling yet. So, mm-hmm. a couple of stats because people like to throw this out, even though Tim Cook will yell at you and tell you that this doesn't factor in research and development and everything like that. The according to IHS Market, it costs three hundred and seventy dollars and twenty five cents to make an iPhone ten with the available um, products, and uh, the display alone costs one hundred and ten dollars. That's a Compared to the fifty-two, but to, mm-hmm. you know, you throw everything else in there. But for context, that's, that gives you an idea. That's bomb cost. That's yes. bill of materials. Exactly. That is not even putting them together, or shipping them, mm-hmm. <laughs> or anything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the bomb cost can be a little bit deceiving, but that's just literally the component cost, mm-hmm. right. or even the development cost before the product making. Oh the yeah, there's all that too. In the first yeah. place, yeah, and marketing. Yeah. the software costs. Right. You, know, you don't pay for iOS, but you get it. You right. know, all that. And I mean, and this is also kind of a thing that we always hear around phones. But mm-hmm. Coral brings up a point: MacBooks cost thousands, and no one complains about their prices being too expensive. I hear plenty of people. Like, how much do you think like those prices have like gone up over time? You know, with this generation MacBook Pro, maybe because it was accentuated by the issues that it had, it seemed to me that people were complaining more about the price of the new MacBook Pro now. Hmm. It, recently than in the past even though the prices were the same as last year's model yeah there's this perception that uh, similar to what uh dave enna was sort of alluding to in his tweet yeah you're paying a lot but we're we're, the innovation isn't doesn't seem to be there anymore i mean i think yeah in in that case part of it was they offered higher upgrades than they have before four terabyte drives and and 16 gigs of RAM and stuff like that. That I mean, 32 gigs of RAM, things that you couldn't get before. And those carried, of course, a higher cost. And all the influencers out there, the, the first people to run out and buy one and get on their YouTube channels, went out and bought the, the $4,000 model. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it seemed like sticker shock. But to your, like you said, the pricing, the actual entry prices were the same as, yeah. they, as they have been. And what you got for that was more, really, right. than, it, than they have been. Uh, yeah, people have complained about MacBook prices in the past and have always said, you know, people, when you look at the Windows world, the the laptops people are buying are 
five, six, seven, eight hundred dollar laptops. What Apple needs to compete in that space, and Apple has steadfastly not yeah. ever competed in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do okay. I mean, they're not even close to getting the market share, you know, that they have on iPhone or something in in laptops. How big do you, How big do you think that price point is? Like, if they had that cheaper one. Would they have a much larger, you know, market share of computers? It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. I think the yeah. the issue they they say the issue is always that the they'd have to make a crappy laptop to make it that cheap. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have the quality that they need. That's what they do. They make the quality and then they price it appropriately. So who knows? What would it have to be plasticky? You know, or would you get your aluminum unibody in a in a seven six ninety nine? you know, MacBook, I don't know. I don't know if they could do that or have a, the great display or any of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll say that the pricing isn't as much of an issue because people don't replace them as fast as they replace their phones. Yeah. You know, people are hanging on to their Macs for, boy, some some of them five years or more. Yeah. You know, they're complaining, but, you know, they're hanging on to their Macs for a while. They hold their value for a while. And see, that's, you know, yeah. all the cynical people say, you know, that Apple prices you to for replacements. So I've never seen it that, you know, from the inside, the thing about Apple is that the products keep working, especially the Macs. And, uh, you know, that's always why I wanted one, because I had this faith knowing from the past that that unit would last like six years on good terms, you know, mm-hmm. whereas I went through like three Chromebooks in one year one time. <laughs> and uh, so that, that's, you know, that's one thing you got to keep in mind with these lower prices. So. So uh, we're going to move on to our next hot take, which is also iPhone-related. This comes from uh, New York Rebel, and his hot take is that substantively (laughs) (laughs) Apple's 2018 iPhone updates will will be just as iterative to the iPhone X, iPhone X, as Samsung's Note 9 update is to the Note 8. And I, I mean it. I I think yeah. I yeah. think I think it's like it seems yes. like it. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like it. So I mean, the way that Apple's pattern goes, you know, the, the ten, the X yes. was the tick. Now we're yeah, in the talk. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They so. they were off for a while. I mean, it used That's to true. do. Yeah. They used to do the uh, the new number the five or whatever and then they do the s model and the s model would have the same design and everything it would just have a better processor a better camera and one extra thing the s model yeah. like would be the one that adds touch id or the next one would be you know force touch or you know there's there's the one extra thing uh then for a while we had the six, the six S, and the seven all really having the same design and the eight was gonna be again it would have been the 7S, mm-hmm. right, pretty right. much the same design, but this time they added with a better processor, better camera, and they added wireless charging. But they surprised us and said, oh, and you're kind of getting next year's iPhone revamped to this year. Yeah. Um, or you could, if you're cynical, you could flip it the other way and say, this was the real phone this year, and they also gave us this rehash of the 7. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and... Yeah, so it's uh, we're in for another year or two of pretty much the iPhone 10 with a better processor, better camera, and then one new whatever it is, mm-hmm. some kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I think we're in for iterative mm-hmm. updates for yeah another couple of years at least. Mm-hmm. So it feels like. So was the Note Nine? When was that revealed? Was that it was just pretty recent? <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm not yeah, following yeah. enough to know if that yeah. is that has that officially released or is that about to be revealed? I think that's the one that yeah, they're about. That's what I thought. Or they right, just right. they announced it, but it hasn't shipped yet. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's right. the one they just announced. Okay, yeah, so. it it is worth pointing out that Apple makes their own processors, which is always a little bit, and they're super top of the line and always a little bit innovative, mm-hmm. as opposed to everybody else going and grabbing a Qualcomm processor. You know. Yeah. Which makes them all very samey. So speaking of the next iPhone, we posted a poll mm-hmm. on Twitter uh, because 
there was a video that was released by Marcus Brownlee on another YouTuber. He does these really cool videos, tech videos, and um, and promotion for for his videos. He tweeted, I forget the actual tweet, but he said essentially said that we know everything about the next iPhone except their names. So we thought that would be kind of a good way to mm-hmm. poll, ask people for a poll, and we asked, who, how will Apple name the new iPhones? So we got some interesting results out of this poll. Uh, the results read like this. 28% people of people thought the next major new iPhone, or the new iPhone would be called the iPhone 11, with an 11, not an <laughs> XI. That we Okay. 21% said no more names with numbers, so maybe something mm-hmm. different. Uh, 26% thought it would be the iPhone XS. Mm-hmm. And then 25% thought it would be something something totally different. So, it is, I mean, it's pretty even across the board. So. Yeah, the iPhone XS, because they use the Roman numeral, yes. it becomes yes. the iPhone XS. <laughs> yes. And so that really gonna... doesn't... A few people pointed that out on Twitter. As, <laughs> yeah. As, as much as Apple says it's not the iPhone X, it's the iPhone 10, people call it the uh, iPhone I X. I just you called just it call the it, yes. I do it all the time. When you're it's reading, cool sound. It, it is kind of cool. Yeah. So. And people right. say Mac OS X. So there's the other yeah. one. And see, right. I've made it, you know, I made that point yesterday that uh, because they have that precedent of Mac OS 10 where it became, you know, just kind of like everything and people just say Mac OS X these days. Um, you know, I almost have to wonder if they're going to use that as a standard and they're going to start renaming it. You know, I made the joke that it would be like the iPhone Mojave, but they're not going to go that route. But uh, Jason had a better, you know, idea. And it was one of the ones in the polls, you know, there's just going to be like the. You know that the iPhone, you know, and the iPhone Plus and stuff, and they would change it. Yeah, I think they're in a they're in a place where it's like hard to keep doing numbers. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do numbers yeah. when it's twelve and thirteen and forty. You know, mm-hmm. like when you stop just making a new number. So look at iPad; they've already done it, and then Macs, of course, they just have the MacBook Pro, mm-hmm. and it's each model is a new model year, but it's always the MacBook Pro. It's yeah. not the MacBook Pro five. Or something, and the like you said, iPads have done it, and now we're probably looking at iPhones doing it. I, I just don't know where yeah. they go with numbers after this. Well, see the numbers thing. Okay, when I'm writing about these products, especially the MacBooks, really annoys me because you know to oh, talk yeah. about what I'm doing. It's the 15 inch 2017 MacBook Pro with Touch Bar. Good lord. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so it gets really complex when you're just you know it's supposed to be simple. It's just a MacBook Pro, but now you got to add all this other stuff to it. So you know what I'm talking about. So there's that. Yeah, it annoys me too. And and you've got the same. You have a, a little bit less, but you get that issue with the iPad. Is it the 10.5 inch iPad Pro or the 12.9 inch iPad Pro? You know, all those yeah. things. So, what are they going to do? They supposedly have three phone models coming out this year, plus, they still have the iPhone SE, which maybe is getting an update at some point. We keep hearing about maybe an update coming soon. So, effect- effectively, every year they may have up to four phones to name without a number. They have to four, come up with four differentiators. Like you got regular and plus, and then what, mini? And then uh, SE? Like there's an SE and a mini maybe? I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know what you call these things. Yeah, to, to your point, Jason, uh, somebody on Twitter, Leonard Cottrell, uh, responded on Twitter now. We know when does it stop in refer, refer, reference to the numbers. And, and he is against yeah. names like Aaron Pro. But realistically, it's getting to to that point, and somewhere it, it ends. Fifteen years from now, what is it like the iPhone twenty four? I mean, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about numbers, you know. You so, have, what do you think? What would you call? Let's let's say that you have. Let's say that there's a new iPhone SE coming out sometime yeah. this year, and then you have the three, also the three models that have been rumored: the cheap six point one inch LCD cheap in quotes we just got to talk about <laughs> cheaper like right. uh 6.1 inch lcd and then the the one that's basically just like this year's iphone 10 and then the larger one the 6.5 6.8 whatever yeah. it is oled models what would you call those i don't if you know you were if it were up to you you've right. got four phones to name for this year at some point i thought 
that Apple would, because like, like you said, the numbers, you've got to do something about the numbers. You can't have the iPhone 50 or something like that. You know, it's just, um, <laughs> but Apple tends to shy away from, uh, you know, SC is probably as far as it'll go. You know, they tend mm-hmm. to shy away from that letter designation kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I thought at some point that Apple would take the risk and come out with the Apple phone. Mm-hmm. Now, right. I don't know what model that would be. It seems to me that would be the top of the line oh, model. dropping the I, you mean? Yeah. But ah. there's too much invested in that branding, it's right? too You iconic. can't just drop iPhone because that's an iconic name. You can change iBooks to Apple Books, but you can't change the iPhone, right. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. So, just like they dropped PowerBook. I don't know. I, I disagree on that. You don't, you so, don't, you don't, so, you but think Roman, a, you've got four names to come up with. Them. I know. Now, exactly, what will Apple do? What will you? What would you what do, would do, Roman Loyola, if I think you were I in would, charge of Apple naming? So I, I, I would, I'd be too afraid to take the risk of going with Apple phone. So I think I would call the top end the iPhone, the big one. Oh, see, that's the thing. I would, I would want to call like the <laughs> big one, the big one, like the iPhone XL or something yes. like that. Okay. But I know Apple doesn't like that kind of nomenclature. And that's jumping it's, off of Google. There's something <laughs> that, that that turns them. There's nothing. To them, it doesn't seem elegant or, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't think... There's some panache not there for them. I think Apple phone just sounds a lot nicer. Well, here's where I'll go with you on that one. Uh, I would say that this year would be the iterative release, you know, and we're going to do with that, you know, it's based on ITN. The next year, Dan, I'll go with Apple phone. Yes, (laughs) and if they have some really amazing new features with that, I'll go with that. Carlos says the iPhone Z. (laughs) <laughs> all right so roman you yeah. gotta keep thinking of it because i'm not letting you off the hook no i know, I know. I'm, I'm trying to, i'm, I'm letting them it, talk so i can come up Leif, with some ideas while you think of it Leif, what are your four <laughs> names you've got the 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 sequel to the iphone se uh-huh. and the three phones that have been rumored to name what do you name them oh god i think it's too many phones um let's see it's uh, tough yeah. yeah yeah it's well i think i'll, I'll just throw it to buy you guys some time um, and Ashworth says, yeah. I like the numbers. Otherwise, you end up with trying to classify with what portion of what year, yeah, like the right, late 2014 right. Mac Mini. Right. Um, but I, because I saw the word Mini, I was like, I could see the SE being the Apple phone Mini. He's going, mm-hmm. He likes his Apple phone. Um, yeah. And, you know, then the <laughs> Apple, right. Apple phone. So, which one's the Apple phone? The 6.1 inch cheaper one? Um, to differ, I would say that the 10 would the become, high end the high end would be, be the, Apple phone. the Apple, Apple phone. phone. Okay. Um, and maybe they call the Apple phone, maybe that, that, the old one or the, you know, the eight is like more of an Apple phone SE and they well, found the SE. Well, they're not going to change the names of the existing phone. So I'm just saying the, four I know, but that ones. style, that formula. Four new so ones. you've got two of the four new ones named. What are the <laughs> other two? What's the 6.1 inch LCD cheaper one? And what's the big one? I think they would the, they they would add inch size. I think so. I'd be like, okay. this, you know, of the you know, when it's just the larger version of that phone, mm-hmm. then I think you just say it's like you know the six point five. All inch. right. So the the smaller one, the six point one, not smaller, the mid sized one that's less expensive, the six point one inch. That's got kind of an LCD and stuff. Does that is that also just the Apple phone six point one inch, or yeah. is that got a different <laughs> name? Um, I think that side they might maybe they add the SE there. So what do they call the SEs? That's just the Mini. The Mini, okay. Yeah. Okay, so you've got the Mini to replace the SE. That's the SE2 or whatever. Then you have the iPhone SE is the cheaper LCD one. Then the replacement for the iPhone 10, you think is, I'm not iPhone, sorry, Apple phone. Yeah. Is is the Apple phone. And then you have the, app, the Apple phone 5.8. And then you have the <laughs> Apple phone 6.5. What is the, what's the size of the big one supposed to be again? What the big one is? Is the big one six point eight? Six point eight or six point five? Something like that. Whatever it is, that's you. That's what you think the fourth one is. Yeah. Okay. And and going to Apple Phone, I like the idea of Apple Phone. I don't think they would ever do that. Yeah, I don't think they would ever. So I would think I would go, or at least for a long time, I would go. Top of the line is iPhone Pro. The big one is iPhone XL. The standard one is iPhone. iPhone Pro XL. 
just iPhone. <laughs> I'll follow, since I since I recently edited the FileMaker review, it would be iPhone Pro Advanced. <laughs> okay. that's, that's the name of the of FileMaker Pro. That's now. starting to sound too Microsoft. FileMaker <laughs> 17 Pro Advanced. So it would be the iPhone right. Pro Advanced. <laughs> no, it would be iPhone Pro, iPhone for the standard size, iPhone XL for the 6.8 inch, and iPhone SE. That's what oh, wait, I would wait. do. Oh, okay. So iPhone iPhone Pro is the is the high end is the high end replacement for the iPhone ten, the five point correct. Yes. Uh, OLED. That's what and I then, mean, Yeah. And then not Pro, but calling it iPhone XL for its plus size model. Right. And then and the six point one inch LCD version is just the iPhone. Yes. And then what? Then the iPhone SE the, is the low end replacement. Is just the iPhone SE, yeah, or is it the iPhone SE two, or is it? I think I would just keep it as iPhone SE. Yeah. Yeah. iPhone SE 2018, as, yeah. as in parentheses, as they do yeah. with the laptops. <laughs> <As they do. laughs> okay. Late 2018, as they do with I, the laptops. I'm, I'm almost exactly right there with you. I think iPhone SE, it's just the iPhone SE, yeah. it's a model year. Um, I think the LCD-based, less expensive one is just the iPhone. I agree yeah. with that, yes. And it, and it gets a model year, and from right. now on, it's just the iPhone. And then... There's iPhone Pro, I, I think, like they do MacBook Pro, I think. Right. I mean, and and iPad Pro, I think that's very fitting in their line, iPhone yeah. Pro. And then I don't, I think for the big one, I think they call it the iPhone Pro Plus or the iPhone. Right. Because they stick with the Plus. Right. They've right. been doing Plus. The first two, I agree with you. I, I don't know about Pro with a phone. Something about the, the iPhone seems fun. And stuff, and I know they try to say that with the, you know, the iPad and everything like. But the, the iPad is more has always been more, you know, geared as a work device and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, the the iPhone is they they really play up the emojis and selfies and stuff like that. So the iPhone has this fun factor, like the iPad and the Mac doesn't and stuff like that. And I I think Pro for a phone is a little bit too businessy. It's too BlackBerry. And uh, mm. that that's, I don't, you know, I think Apple, even though it is perfectly, I often use my iPhone as a work device with a Bluetooth keyboard, actually, you know, it's perfectly capable of doing that. It's, it just didn't feel right with me with the Apple vibe. I don't know. For, for to me, I, I see what your point about pro feeling like a, a, a business tool or something like that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, these expensive devices, mm-hmm. like people like pro stuff they like pro athlete gear they like pro right. audio gear right you know the pro is sort of like a label you can slap on something to charge people more money <laughs> kind of. um so i don't think consumers are sh- would shy away from buying pro stuff and and feel like it's not fun so and, i don't i don't know that's a good it's a good point and coral on twitter says the se is being discontinued or believes the se is being discontinued um, because that gets rid of a whole category right there, and makes labeling a little bit easier. Do yeah. you what do you yeah. what do you think the odds are of the SE continuing versus being discontinued? Well, they need a phone for India and and China, right? The, the, like they mm-hmm. say, the problem with with Apple and India is that they don't have a phone that's a low cost phone. But you don't think the six S at this point fits that? Uh. Part of yeah. part of the issue is size. Right. Um, in China, people want really big, cheap phones, mm-hmm. and in uh, India, Middle East, South America, people are liking small phones just fine. Uh, they manufacture the SE in India, whereas they manufacture all the others in in China, and I think that gets around some of the import duty stuff yeah. and and everything. So I I think there'll be a new iPhone SE. I don't think it'll be very exciting. Right. Um, there's been rumors on and off for the last two years and and they always kind of say the same thing it's not they're not going to suddenly get a whole bunch of advanced features it's going to get a new processor basically in yeah. there and kind of the same body yeah. so. i don't think the new 6.1 inch lcd is going to be inexpensive enough to fill that void mm-hmm. right and the question earlier from ash um i think it was uh but when so the September event is typically when uh, Apple announces their new phone. So do we, like, you know, is that like, is it usually on a Tuesday? What day of the week is that? So, you know. It's think, always been Tuesday, the yeah. second week of September. Yeah. For, for not always, for, for years, for several years. Yeah. 
So we have not heard the date or gotten an invitation. Right. And I don't think anyone has as far as I know. Yeah, it's still kind of early. But I would, so. aim, yeah, they usually let us know when. Prop, usually like a couple weeks. The yeah. earliest they have done is three weeks in advance. It's yeah. usually at least two weeks yeah. in advance. So. Sometimes they've gone as late, or, late as a week in advance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but helpful. yeah, there's there's usually a window of, we'll say two and a half weeks that, and so it's a little early right now to get any notification about that. I so. wonder if there's like a way to like before you could be like okay, see when Moscone Center was booked. Well, we we used to do that, but then Apple went yeah, ahead but, and built their own. So yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, now so. you can't do that. But they probably have like some of like the local hotels. Like they need all these rooms for more people. Maybe no. That would be harder to, to check. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's harder to check. But I used to do that. I used to go into the Moscone schedule and see what was what were the openings and kind of, you know, play uh what's it called? Scheduling yes. bingo or yeah. something Detective. like that. And, and try and determine what, what guess what dates would they would pick. Yeah, they wouldn't so. say that it's like if it's not open, they wouldn't say like Apple's got this book. Right. But you would just see that there's not an opening. Right. And- Kind of start to zero in. Okay, the week before is these guys, Salesforce, right? You know, and kind of fill it in, fill yeah. it in. But so, yeah, it's always been September tenth, September twelfth, whatever the second Tuesday yeah. in September. So. Again, this is this would, would this be the first iPhone announcement in their own? Did they do that last year? They did that last year. Yeah, last year, yeah. Yes. At that, but it was still on the same day. Yeah, yeah. at same time. Yeah, but they could go whenever now. Now yeah. that it's their own auditorium right. in their campus. Yeah. I also, I know we're 17 years from that now, but do you think they would uh, avoid Tuesday because it's September 11th and bad connotations with that day? <laughs> oh, they probably uh, actually would avoid that. Yeah. Yes. They would. Is it, is, oh, yeah. September 11th is a Tuesday. Yeah. Yes. So this year it is? Yes, yeah. This it is. year it's a Tuesday. Oh. So then maybe uh, they'll. They have done Wednesday and Thursday before. So I think wasn't the Chicago event recently? Uh, Thursday. Yeah, for yes. other events they have done. Yeah. Uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays. It's usually yeah. It's most often Tuesdays. It's it's never really Friday or Monday. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. always in the middle of the week. But it's off more often than not. It's a Tuesday, and Tuesday is good, especially when they have a product coming in the stores that weekend or something. Like get the hype on Tuesday, get everybody talking about it, and by the time we get to the weekend, everything's all built up and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. it's been it, the the history. I've got the list up here. So like last year it was September twelfth, um, September seventh in two thousand sixteen, which was the second one because I think September first was the first yeah. uh, Tuesday. Um, September 9th, September 9th, September 10th, September 12th. So it just goes all the way back to 2011 when iPhones were yeah. <laughs> introduced at WWDC and, and, and there are special events in October and stuff. Yeah. There's, that's, that's the history of doing that second Tuesday in September, pretty much ever since they left Macworld mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like pretty much, or not Macworld, but since they stopped introducing iPhones at WWDC yeah. is when they stopped. Um, and then they, uh, iOS always gets launched within uh, a week or two. Yeah. And then the iPhone itself, uh, or at least one model of it, goes on sale at the end of that right. month. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, speaking of introductions... <laughs> Our next hot take is from Andre Moraes, and he's, his hot take says, Apple introduces new technology before customers are ready. It worked fairly well for the removal of disk drives and headphone jack, but with the USB-C-only MacBook Pro, I think they went too far. Pros need ports. We don't live in a USB-C world yet. Now, I, as a whole, I agree with what Andre says here, that... Mm-hmm. Specifically for USB-C, I don't want to say they jumped the gun, mm-hmm. but the, the this, this situation is a little different in that yeah. USB-A is so widely adapt, mm-hmm. adopted, mm-hmm. it's so yeah. widely in use, that USB-C 
in Macs or in PCs or whatever, mm-hmm. has an uphill battle to go against it. I mean, it's it's a better technology. Uh, Apple always wants you to push you towards the better technology. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what they always do. But the thing is, there's such wide impl- implementation of the older technology in this case that USB-C adoption, it's, it's going to take a longer time than other examples in the past. Well, I've got and they, the- were, go ahead. they were pretty heavily involved in the development of USB-C mm-hmm. and yes. the Type C of and the Type C connector and making Thunderbolt use the same connector and so on, um, so they're invested. Uh, yeah. But I, I totally agree with this guy. I mean, it worked okay with the headphone jack. I think a lot of people would argue with you, but there's still that didn't slow down phone sales at all. Right. So you know maybe his points right there, but I, I agree at least on the pro side. I think maybe you need at least one, but I'm okay with them. I, I've gotten to the point where I've been using a Mac enough and been able to use peripherals and stuff where I actually get annoyed when things on a USB-C, and I realize that's the, the thing. And these days, when I pick up a USB-A, I look at that thing, and I'm like, you know, after using these USB-C stuff for so long, it's like, yeah, it's like it's from the 70s or something. And it just looks really Which backwards. way do I put it in, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I've come to really admire USB-C, and I, I do actually, you know, I think that's – I would almost say that's a case of everybody else getting too comfortable with it, the manufacturers and stuff. And, uh, you know, in order for that to work, and it is more efficient, USB-C, they you know, have more, like, third-party peripheral people ready, willing and ready to make that leap. But, you know, a lot of that requires the PC people to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, really get on board with it, too. So. For consumer stuff, like mm-hmm. your your MacBook Air, whatever that replacement will be, the MacBook, things like that, as long as they give you at least two ports so you can charge it mm-hmm. while you plug in something else. Yeah. Okay. But for pros, I mean, microphones, audio mixing boards, sure. like video editing boards, like so much of what they, they make uses USB-A mm-hmm. connectors. Yeah. It's not getting updated. There's not a new USB-C version coming soon. They have many, many thousands of dollars invested in this stuff they right. don't want to buy a new version that's USB-C. Um, and they're, uh, sometimes they have like a whole production studio stuff set up. They're not going to upend their entire setup just because of a USB connector thing. So now you're in dongle land. Yes, and that's right. not fun for anybody. Uh, so I think really on MacBook Pro, they kind of messed up by going all in on USB-C. And I would gladly have given up one of those plugs for yeah, just, at least one. just one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and personally, I think SD cards, but now even cameras are getting all weird with their own different storage formats. And, you know, yeah. Dan could tell you that it's, it's not all SD cards anymore and it's confusing. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I'd be curious to be like, what would be the most popular port? Like, would it be, would people want USB Type A? Or would it be an HDMI port? Like, what would be the most desirable, you know, if you had to choose? Gotta be USB-A. I agree. Yeah. It's a USB-A. Yeah. 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 Especially since the it's Thunderbolt, the, they all, all the USB-C ports are Thunderbolt. You know, if you're plugging in with HDMI to go to a TV or something like that, half the time you're in Dongo land anyways. It's a mini, it's the wrong connect, uh, whatever. You know, that's, I don't think that's nearly as used as USB-A. Well, I get, I, I, in my thinking, if I was to say, like, you know, three years from now, if you're still using it, I think mm-hmm. you're going to, like, so many things are going to be US Type C that you're going to be like, yeah, I don't even need this Type A anymore. But I still think HDMI, like, full on HDMI, mm-hmm. will still be so common that you'd be like, damn, now I wish I had the, the HDMI. But today, think, it might be USB Type A. I think you're far more likely in three years to, uh, have a USB A. I'm talking about Macbook Pros yeah, and, yeah. And, and that market to have a USB A microphone or audio deck or something like that that you still use than it would be to have an HDMI plug that is the format of HDMI that's three years ago. I'm like, no, I need HDMI 2.4, like <laughs> whatever the new standard is. This my, my old MacBook only has HDMI 2.1 and it doesn't do yeah. Whatever. There's, I think you're still going to run into that problem. 
to give you an idea of the uphill battle you face with this, the hubs that you buy for these things, they're almost always, you know, you plug into the USB-C port and then it has USB-A, HDMI and everything like that. It's so hard to find them that it would have like multiple other USB-C ports. I looked, and especially with pass-through charging, which would be mm-hmm. really nice for the, the MacBook. It's like two of them. I, I mean, yeah. it, it's ridiculous. And uh, so, you know, the fact that so many people are just like, well, let's just stuff this with all these other ports, but let's not give you more USB-C ports, which is really what you want with a 12-inch MacBook. And uh, it's, you know, it's, you know, it gives you an idea that they won't even think that in that far, like peripheral makers, where they'll give you multiple USB-C ports. It's all just accommodating for everything else. Yeah. And so, and some you get the USB-C port, and it's and it supports USB three, but it doesn't. So or now three point one or whatever they've changed it to, but it strips the Thunderbolt three compatibility mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. too, which is another gotcha. It's tricky. But on the MacBook, I'm I'm willing to cut him some slack. That's not a pro right. product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I always feel like when you start getting all the freebies, you and USB Type C, that's when you know like what is common. Like I still yes. have not gotten a press kit that was on a USB C, um, you know, thumb drive, thumb yeah, drive. or anything else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They make them, but if you still go look at Amazon's list of thumb drives. All the top sellers are USB-A. It's not even close. I've gotten a press kit from on a USB-C drive. From who? Oh, it was from Apple. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah. It'd be funny <laughs> if they gave you a dongle plus a USB-C right. drive. <laughs> that would be yeah. funny. That'd be useful, actually. That would be useful. Because the dongle would yeah. be handy all the time. That has more, more value, yeah. So, Well, I guess this all takes us to our final take from the Johnny Ive parody which simply says Apple is doomed. So clearly, clearly yeah. Apple is doomed. Well, you yeah, know, I, I used to have. They're only as, worth a trillion. <laughs> they're all, yeah, they're only how could they, only how a can... trillion. For a long time, I had as my my header on my Twitter page. Uh, it was actually a photo that Johnny Johnny I Faraday posted, where it was you know the famous Harry S. Truman with the Dewey defeats Truman, but it says Apple is doomed. What stuff? And so oh, right. yeah, so that's that was originally from him, and uh, I took it off recently. But uh, so yeah, that's that's the tongue in cheek bit about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Despite all these things that happen, uh-huh. Apple still manages to become a trillion dollar company. Yes. Right? It's just. They're doing something right, right? They're selling. They're selling more iPhones. They're selling more. We talked about it the other week with their financials. They're selling iPhones at higher prices quite successfully. They're selling just as many iPhones. They're selling. They're not selling as many Macs. That's got a. That's a problem. Right. Uh, But you know, and services are doing great, and they have a whole bunch of services lined up. Yeah. They got a whole video service that we constantly keep hearing about shows in production that they've not even announced. Yeah. So. And no, I, I mean, I, I do agree, you know, there, there was something that we were talking about, you know, where uh, there was another take, I think, is that, you know, I, I think Apple really did well with this, with Steve Jobs as like the uh, Steve Jobs as the end user. He called himself the ultimate end user. And he was the one that was able to point out this is BS or something like that. And this needs to be better and everything. And when we talk about Apple innovation, I think that's what's missing. I mean, a lot of this stuff is good iterative stuff, but there's nothing. I think you need that kind of. Farts, forgive me, asshole, to drive the you know the the innovation. Forward. I don't know. He approved the puck mouse. That's no true. end user should have used that for more than five minutes and gone. It keeps turning on me. Yeah. And it keeps. I, I press it up and it goes diagonally because it's turned because it's round. I mean, yeah, no. So. There's been a lot of missteps on the mice level for Apple. Yeah, that's not their strength. It's not no. their sh- no. So, well, <laughs> Apple wants you to use a trackpad. Yeah, you know, they do. They, they really do. do. So they don't want you to use a mouse. They want you to use a trackpad. So they for may- just clicking, it's nice. So. But if you're like using Photoshop or something, yeah. Yeah. No. For you know, I don't know how many times I actually end up using two or three fingers on my trackpad because I need to drag and click. Mm-hmm. You know, like an image or something like that. So yeah, it doesn't work for that. But well, I guess what I'm getting at is I, I actually like it when it's the one off to the side. Um, I actually kind of I don't actually like it when it's on the laptop, but that's the one on the mm. side. I'm actually I'm oh, the magic kind of yeah. trackpad, the separate magic trackpad. Yeah. Yeah. It seems it seems more natural, but uh, but yeah, and when you the, get you that? can use that with your MacBook. A lot of people think of that as an yeah. iMac thing, and that's how they sell it. 
Uh-huh. But it's a Bluetooth device you can right. plug in. You can sync it with your MacBook right. and use it just fine. But ultimately, when I'm like trying to pinpoint a certain thing to clone on Photoshop or something like that, no, a mouse is better. Yeah. yeah. I guess, you know, like that comment could also be like, you know, they may be the most valuable uh, company in the world, but could they be more valuable? Like, you know, like yes. if they did certain things differently? You know, mm-hmm. right. Well, when Apple reached a trillion dollars, I mean, there was people were coming out saying some analysts were coming out and saying, well, what can they do to make two trillion? Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> and to get to two trillion would require Apple to do become do more innovative things. Right. Because yeah. right. That, or at least know. to enter markets they're not in. Yes. Right. Or become but the same level of innovation. Right. Yeah. yeah. We always the innovation things a big argument. Are they innovative? Do they copy people but just do it right? Right. Whatever. You can – that's like a whole podcast. <laughs> but like, you know, if they get into car software, which obviously they're working on, yeah. what is that? what becomes of that? Right. That could be worth a lot of money to the company. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I think that just about does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 616. In the Marvel Universe, that's the primary Earth. Ooh. Earth 616. <laughs> Nerd. <So that's, laughs> we are the primary, this is the primary podcast. So. But uh, yeah, I thought that went pretty well. So we'll try this again uh, uh, during another slow, slow news week. <laughs> slow news week so. Or maybe during an uh, uh, active news week. Yeah, you know? just yeah. Inst- instead of covering the the iPhone launch, we'll just do a yes. hot takes. Well, yeah, when yeah. the iPhone comes out, we're not going to talk about the iPhone. We'll it's overpriced. Well, we we watch your hot that. takes on everything Mac services related. <laughs> so that's what we'll do the week of the iPhone. So, anyways, I'd like to thank Jason Cross for joining us on the remote. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. Thanks to Leif. Hey, thanks. Thanks to our producer, Dan. Always welcome. I'd like to thank you, the audience. Thank you for participating. Join us next week. Uh, We are live Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific on YouTube and Twitter. Check your clocks and calendars for your local time. But 10 a.m. Pacific on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, Join us next week. Check the website for what we'll be talking about with the podcast Uh, topics will be we usually post that the tuesday before what the topics will be so uh but you can always join us and you know bring up your own comments and questions so uh, that's what we'd like to hear so anyways thank you for joining us join us next week